Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Exodus. Good morning, faithful listeners, and happy Monday. This is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. I hope you guys noticed my new cover art for my podcast. I'm pretty excited about it. I think it looks pretty good and pretty professional, if I do say so myself, though I am not professional (laughs) at all. Usually I am a disorganized mess when I am coming up here to record the podcast episodes. But I do have to say, I want to say thank you to my husband because he has made my studio room so much more comfortable. I remember complaining to you guys last year during the winter and during the summer maybe even that the room would just get so hot and so cold. It was unbearable to be up here. And plus there were so many bugs all the time. It was just horrific for me because I hate bugs and I hate flying insects in particular. And so this room was just kind of miserable for me to be in, but my husband fixed it for me. He put new light fixtures in and he also put like a, I don't know what it is, but like a sealant or something over our attic door to keep all the heat trapped in the attic. So now my room is a much more comfortable temperature. So far, I've only found a couple flies in the room (laughs) over the past week. So I'm super excited about that. I don't have nearly the amount of bugs that I had before. So thank you to my husband for doing that for me. But guys, let's go ahead and read the Bible, which is what we're here for today. So let's read Exodus chapter 6 verses 1 through 13. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, but you go ahead and read out of whatever version you prefer to read out of. Grab that coffee or that cup of tea, and let's go ahead and read. Yahweh said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for by a strong hand he shall let them go, and by a strong hand he shall drive them out of the land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am Yahweh. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name Yahweh I was not known to them. I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their travels, in which they lived as aliens. Moreover, I have heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, tell the children of Israel, I am Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great judgments." I will take you to myself for a people. I will be your God, and you shall know that I am Yahweh, your God, who brings you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. I will bring you into the land, which I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a heritage. I am Yahweh. Moses spoke so to the children of Israel, but they didn't listen to Moses for anguish of spirit and for cruel bondage. Yahweh spoke to Moses, saying, Go in, speak to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, that he let the children of Israel go out of this land. Moses spoke before Yahweh, saying, Behold, the children of Israel haven't listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me when I have uncircumcised lips? 
Yahweh spoke to Moses and to Aaron and gave them a command to the children of Israel and to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. We left off on Friday talking about this crazy prayer that Moses was praying to God because he was so upset about everything that was happening with the Israelites and the Egyptians. After Moses and Aaron had gone and spoken to Pharaoh the first time, Pharaoh got so angry because Moses and Aaron didn't worship him as a god pretty much and he got so angry and he was very arrogant and so he decided to make life miserable for the israelites which is what he ended up doing he stopped giving them straw for making the bricks now bricks back then as i mentioned several times were made with straw because the straw would bind together all the ingredients a little bit better and so now the israelites have no straw and they have to go out and gather it for themselves gather it and dry it and whatever else needs to be done to straw and of course i don't know how long it takes to dry out straw but they were behind immediately because whatever grass they found probably was not straw they probably had to go through a process to dry it out or whatever to make straw and so the israelites were so upset and they were upset with Moses and Aaron for going and talking to the Pharaoh. They, be they believed that Moses and Aaron had done something wrong because how could God ever allow this kind of stuff to happen and just stuff like that. So they, the Israelites just didn't believe they were upset at Moses and Aaron and they went to go and, and talk to the Pharaoh and they cried to the Pharaoh and they were like, Pharaoh, why are you doing this to us? Basically. And Pharaoh was like, well, you guys are a bunch of lazy pigs, pretty much. And he said that uh, the Israelites were lazy and they needed to work like this because they were lazy people. So the Israelites were very upset. Moses and Aaron were very upset because all of this was happening. And Moses concludes Exodus chapter 5 by saying this verse to God, saying, God, you have not delivered your people at all. Why are you doing this? Why are you allowing your people to go through even more adversity? So now... God answers Moses and he says here in verse one, you are now about to see what I'm going to do to Pharaoh. You know, I gave Pharaoh his chance to let you guys go. In fact, I gave him a couple chances at this point to let the Israelites go, but he refuses. And so now I'm going to show you all of my signs and wonders that I talked to you about when you were on Mount Horeb. So he's saying this all to Moses and showing Moses like, look, I'm about to do all this stuff that I had shown you that I could do on the mountain. And then he says here something really interesting to Moses. He says, by a strong hand, Pharaoh is going to let the people go. So not only is he going to be agreeing to let the people go, he is going to drive out the people with a strong hand. He is not going to want them in Egypt anymore. So this probably sounded crazy to Moses. He probably was like, how? How is Pharaoh, who is so uh, against us, going to drive us out? He doesn't want us to go at all. He wants us to work for the Egyptian people. He doesn't want the Israelites to go. So how are you saying he's going to force out the Israelite people? How are you saying this? This was probably what Moses was thinking. But yet God continues on here and he says, I am Jehovah or Yahweh. I am the Almighty God who appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. But I did not reveal my name, my real name to them, which is Jehovah or Yahweh, which means I am that I am. 
whenever God appeared to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob before, he never revealed his name like he had to Moses. And his name is I am that I am. And so we, we talked about that a couple weeks back, but basically that translates to Yahweh. And the one thing I noticed with the W.E.B. version was that they were calling Yahweh, Yahweh, a long time ago. <laughs> and yet God had not revealed his name, Yahweh, or I am that I am, until this time with Moses. To be fair, Moses did write Genesis as well. So if, he, if Moses had called Yahweh, Yahweh in Genesis, then that would have made a lot of sense because God had revealed that name to Moses at the burning bush and Moses wrote the Bible later on the first four books of the Bible anyway. And so here, um, God says, basically he did not reveal his real name to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, but he did tell them that he was the almighty God. But now I am revealing who I really am to the Israelite people. I'm revealing my name and I'm going to reveal to them what I can do. I am going to be their God is what he says. He says, I am going to show the Israelites who I really am. And God says here that he entered into a solemn covenant with them and he is remembering this covenant and he is not going to basically forsake them. He is going to uh, protect them and take them out of Egypt and take them out of their, their slavery and everything like that. He is going to be their God and reveal himself. And so that was kind of his point with telling Moses all that is finally God is really revealing his power now, which really is the first time we see God really, really reveal his power in the Bible. In Genesis, yes, he did reveal his power here and there, but now he is doing this huge show for the Israelite people to show them what he can do. And now here in verse six, God tells Moses to tell the Israelites that he, that God is going to use his mighty power and perform great miracles to deliver them from the slavery and make them free. And he's going to accept them as his people and he's going to be their God. So that's a really, really great promise. Imagine God accepting you as his person. That's a really cool thought, isn't it? Like God accepts you as his person. Like, I really like that. And so that's what God is basically saying to Moses here, that he is going to accept the Israelites as his people. And so he says that he's going to make them free. He's going to rescue them from their slavery. And uh, he's going to make himself known to them. And it says here that um, he is going to bring them into the promised land that he had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and to Jacob. And it will belong to his people. And you remember the promised land was something that God had talked to Abraham about first. And it, he had promised Abraham that Abraham was going to have descendants as many as grains of sand on the seashore. Like it's uncountable. Like you can't count how many grains of sand are there and that God would establish a covenant with those people. So now finally God is doing this. This is it's time for God to move. It's time for God to take his people out of uh, Egypt and to bring them into the land of Canaan and to fulfill that promise that he had given to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob. So it says here in verse nine that Moses tells the people what God had said, but they wouldn't listen to Moses, they wouldn't listen anymore because they were so dispirited 
after what had happened with the Pharaoh recently. They were dispirited. It says that they had these tragic consequences of everything Moses had said to that Pharaoh before. They were probably scared and they didn't listen to Moses, even though Moses had been commanded to go tell the people of Israel all the stuff that God had said about how God was going to deliver them. The people were so dispirited and so uh, upset about everything that had happened that they were unable to listen. They couldn't listen anymore. And they had a lot of disbelief because they were believing that Pharaoh was bigger than God. But Pharaoh was not bigger than God, but they were believing that God was not going to move, that Pharaoh was not going to listen. And so if they had just had a little bit more faith in who God was, then they would have listened to Moses and they would have no longer been dispirited, but they would have been filled with hope over the fact that they are about to be delivered out of Egypt with all of their family members and friends and everything and be taken to their own land. That would have been a very exciting thing for them had they not had this like crushing, uh, overwhelmed feeling of despair basically over everything that had happened with Pharaoh because they were believing that Pharaoh was bigger than God and so they had some disbelief so now it says here that God again speaks to Moses and he says go back to Pharaoh and tell him that the people must go and here's here's Moses he says look the people won't even listen to me. My own people won't listen to me. What makes you think Pharaoh is going to listen to me? And he says, I am no orator. And so that's what the, actually the living Bible translation says, but the W.E.B., which we were originally reading out of, actually said, Moses had said that he had uncircumcised lips. Now I had to look that up because that's an odd statement to me, <laughs> especially since, um, you know, nowadays, we don't talk like that anymore. We don't use those kinds of words. But back then in Hebrew culture, the word uncircumcised didn't necessarily mean a man who was uncircumcised. It could have also meant something that uh, was impossible perfect, basically. It was an idiom for Hebrew culture to, ta uh, to call themselves uncircumcised. For example, there's a verse in Jeremiah that says that the people have uncircumcised ears, meaning they are unwilling to listen. And so Moses tells God that he has uncircumcised lips, meaning that he is not an orator. <laughs> he is a, a bad speaker. He's a bad public speaker. Maybe he had a stutter. Who knows? But now Moses is going back to those original thoughts that he had had with God on Mount Horeb. And he's just like, I can't do this. Why are you, why do you keep making me do this? I don't want to do this. I am not a public speaker. I am not a man who is able to accomplish this task. Like, why are you doing this to me, God? And so he says this to God all over again. And he says, my own people aren't even going to listen. Like, why are you going to expect Pharaoh to listen? He's not going to listen to me. What What's the point of me even going there? So now it says in verse 13 that the Lord ordered Moses. <laughs> He's like, okay, that's enough. Knock it off. Go talk to Pharaoh. And he says that he ordered Moses and Aaron to return to the people of Israel and to the Pharaoh, to the king of Egypt, demanding that the people be permitted to leave. So now Moses, after being ordered by God, he, I mean, you better listen to God when he orders you to do something. <laughs> so now Moses is doing what he should have been doing at the beginning, and he's going and talking to Pharaoh once again. And uh, God is extremely patient, isn't he? <laughs> I mean, Moses, how many times have we seen Moses question God or get upset with God in the past couple uh 
episodes that we have been talking about with this. It's been a lot. I think it's been almost every single episode since God first appeared to Moses on the mountain. So yeah, I mean, Moses is unsure of what he's doing. He doesn't believe that God chose the right person. His speech impediment or whatever is happening there is holding him back. But God knew what he was doing because we're going to see more about Moses's story and how great of a leader Moses really becomes. So God knows us better than we even know ourselves. If it were up to Moses, he would have been a shepherd his entire life and he would have missed out on such a wonderful purpose and calling that God had had for him and everything like that. So God knew Moses better than Moses knew himself. God knew Moses had the potential to become a fantastic leader that leads the Israelites into the promised land, into battle, and uh, and basically judges them. He becomes like a ruler of the Israelite people. And so God knew Moses better than Moses knew himself. And so how many times do we often question why God put us in certain places that we just don't think we should be in? I mean, I had that for a long time when I was over at the factory and stuff like that. I was like, God, why'd you put me here? Why am I at this factory? And But God had a plan for that. He had a plan for me and he knew exactly what I needed in order for me to grow. Like God knew me better than I knew myself because it was if it was up to me, I would have quit that job and I would have been a lazy person at home all day. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would have chilled on my butt all day and ate uh, spicy chips and watch TV and <laughs> that's what I would have done. But God knew that I needed to go through that experience at the factory in order to grow me into the person that I am today and into the career that I have today. And so God knows each of us and he knows what we're supposed to be doing and he knows us so well. So rather than being discontent with where we're placed in life, maybe we can start thinking to God, like, God, you know me better. If you want me to move from this position that I'm at in my life, then help me to move from that If not, then you know what you're doing. You know how to grow me best. And so that is, and I mean, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I didn't do that. (laughs) And I I understand that. but, um, But it is a thought. You know, maybe just think for a moment. God knows where to place me. And he knows how I function and where I am meant to be. So, friends and faithful listeners, we are going to discuss the rest of this chapter on Wednesday. (laughs) I almost forgot what day it is today. And uh, we are going to discuss on Wednesday the rest of this chapter. And so join me then at 6 a.m., but also join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. or later for an episode out of Matthew. So join me then. But, friends and faithful listeners, if you didn't get a chance to um, read the blog post on P40 Ministries on Saturday, I will drop a link to that in the bio of this podcast episode so you can go ahead and do that. I also have a free PDF of a Bible reading plan that is available to you guys for free on my website if you subscribe to the emails you'll get that in your inbox and it's a pretty nice little pdf it's a 30-day reading plan and a very simplistic reading plan with a lot of different uh, things that you can do to take it forward in your day and stuff like that so if you are interested in that you can definitely go to my website www.p40ministries.com and subscribe and you will get that in your inbox but friends i've got nothing else to say except happy listening And God bless.